Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today we are putting together an actual wedding budget. Yes, I'm going to walk through line by line with you all what I put in each line of our budgets and also what I'm thinking and how I'm calculating things to give you an idea when you're putting together your budgets. So whether or not you have just started with your wedding planning or you're halfway through, but you need some more concrete ideas of how to put together a budget or what you might be missing, make sure you listen to to today's episode. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Today's episode is brought to you by our Ask the Planner wedding planning template shop. Regardless of where you are in the wedding planning journey, our template shop has wedding planning shortcuts created just for you. Our most popular item is the ultimate wedding planning checklist for couples, no surprise there, and the wedding mood board template. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And for all my decor-obsessed couples and fellow wedding pros, the wedding mood board template organizes that messy Pinterest board into a cohesive decor plan. For my wedding pros out there, my styled shoot, photo, shot list, and timeline is also just for you. Get access to all wedding planning shortcuts and more in the wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. Make sure you use the code podcast10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, use the code podcast10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. Today, we are putting together a step-by-step tutorial on how to put together a wedding budget. Yes, I am going to go through an actual budget of mine and walk through every single line so that you guys know what you should be thinking about or what you may be missing when you're putting together your wedding budgets. Now, if you are listening in the car or at the gym, it's totally fine. You will be able to get a lot of this from our episode show notes, which can be found at verveventco.com forward slash 75. I'll also put together a little screenshot of our budget in the show notes. But you can also, if you want to actually put together your own budget while you're uh, listening to this episode, you can do kind of like a push pause situation. You can get this actual wedding budget in our wedding planning template shop, which is at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com and it's in the wedding budget bundle. I wanted to talk about this episode today because I get a lot of questions from you all on what should we be missing in our budget or what should we be including or what did we forget or where do we even start? So I'm going to go through every single line in in our budgets so that you can make sure you feel really confident when you're putting together your budgets and also not be forgetting something really crucial, et cetera. Okay, 
So I'm going to pull up my budget, which is right here. I've already filled in some stuff so that I don't have to do the math because I hate doing math, guys. But that's just me. That's why I have my favorite calculator right here next to me as I put together this budget. Now, this budget is a Google spreadsheet, so you can share it with whoever you want. And it does calculate formulas for you. So that's why I love using spreadsheets so I don't have to do the math. Okay. Also, just for math, ease, argument sake, whatever you want to call it. We're going to base this budget on 150 people, a bride and a groom, and they each have five people in their wedding party. So five bridesmaids, five groomsmen, and then we'll talk about the parents a little bit later. But that just so that we have some nice round numbers. Okay. Also, so my budget is broken up into different categories. And then there are also subcategories within each section, which I'm going to go through. So just to give you an idea, the first category is attire. Then we have venue, ceremony. Next, we have hair and makeup. Then we have photo and video, paper goods, food and beverage, florals, decor, which includes lighting, gifts and favors, music or entertainment, Next, we have rentals, transportation, other accommodations, and finally, we have tips. I know that's a lot, but you'll see a snapshot of this, a screenshot or whatever, in the show notes so that you can kind of follow along as well. Okay, so for attire, the subcategories we have are accessories, gown and veil, suit and tux, and wedding rings. I'm not going to put fake numbers in this because you can go in so many different directions with attire, but it's just important to have something in there for each line item. Also, if you want to put in jewelry or outfits for the weekend or whatever, you know, that's obviously something you can put in there as well. So that's our attire section. Next, we have our venue section. So the venue I have broken up into the ceremony, reception, and then other venue rentals. So the first one is the ceremony venue rental. I just put in a placeholder of $500. Next, we have the reception venue rental, which I have a placeholder of $7,500. And then other venue rentals would be like restrooms, a catering kitchen, tenting, power generators, etc. $500 would be like if you are you know, getting a church and that's the church's fee. If it's a venue that offers a ceremony option, then they might have an additional ceremony site fee. That depends. And then obviously the reception venue rental can be all over the board. So I thought that that was kind of like a good middle of the road example. Okay. Next, our section is the ceremony itself. So again, this would be if you are paying for an officiant or any other ceremony fees like licenses, a ring bearer pillow, that kind of stuff. So for now, our placeholder is $500 for an efficient, which might already be included. If you are at a church, maybe not. Maybe also something a gift for your friend who is officiating. So put something in there for that as well. And then I have like $50 for the ring bearer pillow. Okay, next up we have hair and makeup. So I go into this, I think in my last episode, A Case for a Smaller Wedding Party, or not two episodes ago, I do think it's important to pay for your hair and makeup for your wedding party if you're having them do get used to whatever you're hiring. I go on on about this in the episode 73, I believe, so I'm not going to go into it now. But for argument's sake, we're going to have a hairstylist, we're going to have a makeup artist, 
we again have one bride, five bridesmaids, two moms, and then two grandmothers getting services done. So basically for hair, I have $150 for the bride and nine times $95 for each person to have their services done. Again, you can break that up however you want by just putting in a placeholder for that. And then I basically did the same thing for the makeup artist. So that basically is like $300 for the bride to get hair and makeup, which can be on the expensive side or on the less expensive side. It really depends on what you are. And then we have our all of our people getting hair and makeup services. Also, don't forget to include travel fees if they are traveling to you on the wedding day to get ready, which is usually what we do. Okay, next we have photo and video. Again, these can be huge ranges. So I just put down $5,000 for each one. Again, like you can do a little bit less or you can spend a lot more. It just depends. Um, Something in there for that. Obviously, knowing how long you might need them for is important and it's also helpful, but the photographer or videographer can probably help you kind of walk through those details as well. Normally, my photographers are on site for about 10 hours, maybe a little bit more if they are having a church ceremony and we're having to start a lot earlier. Okay, next category is paper goods. So this is a kind of like a big category because I usually break this up into several subcategories. But our subcategories under paper goods are calligraphy services, escort cards, invitation design, printing, and shipping, and then also invitation postage. Then we have... Other paper goods, like other additional things like envelope liners, etc., seals, whatever, or other paper goods, we have place cards. Next, we have printed menus. Then we have printed table numbers and stands, something for them to stand up on. Then we have the save the dates, design, printing, and shipping. Also, save the dates postage. Then we have signage and miscellaneous printing costs, and then other. So I'm not going to give numbers for all of these, but I'm just going to give you kind of like some general numbers to go off of. Calligraphy services, that can definitely vary depending on who you're working with. This would be for your envelopes. This would be for escort cards, etc. Typically, they're in like the 250 to 550 and up range. Again, there's a huge range. So thinking about that. Custom escort cards, I estimated 250 each times 150 guests, which brings us to 375. Then we have the invitation costs like design, printing, and shipping, etc. You can actually find on Minted a quick estimate. I think it's like around 550 a piece. So basically, we're going to use that as our formula. So 550. Oh, the important thing though, when trying to calculate how many households you're going to need, because you're not going to need to send one invitation to every single person. So usually I do 60% of our guest list. So if I'm inviting 200 people, then 200 times 0.6 brings us to 120 households. So 550 times 120 equals 664 invitations. Now with Minted, you still have to do reply envelopes, outer envelopes, a details card, etc. So that's not going to give you the whole number. We love using custom stationers like L'Oreal Letters, Stone Fruit Studio, Max and Maiden. Like there's lots of different people that we work with, but their pricing is a little bit different because they're going to have a design fee and then they're going to have a fee for each piece. So just something to think about. So yeah, so that's for the invitations. Also, 
like I said, we love working with custom people, but if stationery is not a super high priority on your list, we do have a code with Minted that gives you, I think it's like 20% off your invitations and then 30 or 25% off or 30% off your save the dates. So I'll link that in the show notes, but I believe the code is WEDPLVERV, which is great. Okay. So next we have our invitation paper goods other. So these other things would be like envelope liners, seals, etc., place cards. Next we have printed menus. I estimated 350 each, but again, like this can be all over, but I have like 550. So that equals basically 350 times 150 guests is 525. Next, we have printed table numbers, and we're going to get into the table numbers discussion a little bit later on. But just for argument's sake, let's pretend that we have 150 guests and there are eight guests per table, which is usually correct if you're having rounds or rectangles. Sometimes you can have 10, but for argument's sake, we're going to have eight people at a table, which basically ends up to being 18.75 tables. So we're going to say 20 tables. So we need 20 table numbers. And I estimated basically $50 for that. So then next we have our save the dates, design, printing, and shipping. I estimated about 500, but again, this could be all over. And then we have our save the dates postage, I think, which is usually like around 60 cents. Okay. Second to last line, we have signage and miscellaneous printing costs. So this would be like your welcome sign, cocktail signs, any other signage that you need. And finally, our other is our labels, stickers, wedding agendas, welcome bags, etc. Okay, moving on, we have the food and beverage section. So for food and beverage, we have the uh, pre-ceremony. So that would be like if you want to do a champagne toast or pass champagne when guests arrive. So I basically estimated $8 per guest. So 8 times 150 is 1200 Then we have our reception alcohol. So this is basically like an alcohol package for all of your guests. So for this, I have four hours, $36 per person, which I think is on the low end, but again, it just depends on where you are. So $36 times 150 people is $5,400. Next, we have the appetizers for your reception. So for this, I have $15 per person and then 15 times 150 guests is 22.50. Our next category for reception food and beverage is cake and desserts. So again, this can be all over, but I basically put an estimate of 550 per person, probably just a starting price depending on the type of cake you want, the design. Also, if you're doing dessert displays, that's going to be different because it depends on how many pieces you are actually ordering. But that brings us to 8.25. And then our last category under the reception food and beverage is the meal, the actual, you know, salad, entree, et cetera, that you're serving your guests. So for this, I basically just put $85 per person times $150, which is $12,750. Now this number does may or may not include service charge and tax. So make sure that when you are talking to your caterer or whoever is providing the food that you ask them about service charge and tax or your budget for that as well, because that can definitely increase your price by a significant amount of money. Our next category is florals. And so for florals, I have it broken up into ceremony, personals, your reception florals, florals, and then setup, servicing, and tax. So for the ceremony, I just have a round number of 2,000 
But again, this can be, you know, whatever you want it to be, something smaller or something larger. This would be something for like your aisle, aisle runner, an arbor, an arch, whatever you have something to go on the church, the pews, the chairs, etc. So that's just a placeholder. Next, we have our personals, which are like your bridesmaid bouquets, your boutonnieres, corsages, etc. So for this, we're having to go back to remember our wedding party. So for here, we have a bride and a groom. We have five bridesmaids, five groomsmen, two moms, two grandparents, two grandmas. Then we have the groom, five groomsmen, two dads, and two grandparents. So basically, I just put in a placeholder for each group or each person. So I have like $250 for the bride, five times $125 for all of the bridesmaid bouquets, four times $45 for the moms and grandmas, 20 for the groom's boot, and then 20 times nine people for all the groomsmen and the dads. So that ends up being $12.55 for this, the personals. Then we have our reception florals. And just to be on the more basic side, I went with, again, our 20 tables. And then I did it times $185 per centerpiece. Again, this can vary, but 20 times 185 is $3,700. And then again, don't forget, you might want to have flowers on your cake table, your escort card table, your cocktail tables, a lounge, your bars, anything else. And the next uh, last line in the florals is set up servicing and tax. And this will depend on your florist. Sometimes they have a separate setup fee. Sometimes they have a separate breakdown fee, etc. So again, this will just depend on how much money you're spending. But I would say around 15 to 20 to 25% of what you're probably spending total, add that on top of it. And then again, tax, which varies by state by state. So next we have our decor. So for decor, our next category, the categories we have beneath it are decor, your guest book table, and then we also have details and personal touches, and then also lighting. You can obviously put whatever you want for those numbers if you're doing any of those things. The one I wanted to talk about the most here was for lighting. So of course, you have to think about your candles and votives and how many you're going to need for all of the tables. So normally I go again, go back to our example of 20 tables. I normally have like five votives per table and five candlesticks per table. So that basically brings us about $650. Next we have our gifts and favors. Wedding gifts. So with wedding gifts, we have a whole episode on wedding gifting. But basically either spend a good number like five, six, seven, eight dollars and up for a gift, which I usually like to double for your escort cards or don't spend any money at all or just make a donation to a charity. People can't get mad at you for that. But a lot of times if you go on the cheaper route, like a dollar or if it's not dessert, people probably just throw it away. So save your money there. And then the next category I have under that are welcome gifts or out-of-town gifts. So a lot of times my couples will give a welcome bag for their guests that are coming in from out of town. This is a really great opportunity to welcome them and to set the stage right for the whole wedding weekend, which is always really fun. I just have an estimate of $10 each. So 10, again, thinking about per household. So 10 times 120 equals $1,200. If you want help with your wedding welcome bags, I have a really nice shopping list on our website. It's at verveventco.com forward slash wedding welcome bags. And it has basically like all of these different examples where I get our tissue paper, our gift bags, all that kind of stuff. A really good start for you guys as you're planning your gift bags. Okay, next category we have is music and entertainment. 
So in this section, our subcategories are ceremony music, cocktail hour music, and then your entertainment, like your band or GJ. So for ceremony music, I, if you want something like a quintet, they're probably going to be around six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. So I have eight fifty for that. And then for cocktail hour music, I use for this example that our DJ is also providing the same music for um, cocktail hour as they are for the dancing. So I have around three thousand dollars, and they're going to be at the ceremony or at the reception for about five hours. Again, it all depends. This is also where sometimes the DJ will provide lighting, up lighting, a sound, you know, like a photo booth, etc. Or you can also get that separately. Okay, next we have rentals. I'm not going to give specific numbers on this because it can really go all across the board. But just think about the ceremony chairs and seating, whether or not they come with the venue, the glassware and china, linens, napkins, etc., like your tablecloths soft seating and furniture like a lounge and other rentals like a cake sign, cake stands, if you need to do a stage for your band, etc. A lot of times my couples will still, even though the venue comes with glassware in China, we still supplement for nicer things. So sometimes you don't do all of the glassware, but we'll do something nice like a water goblet. So just think about something like that. Usually I start in like the $15 to $20 range for for my couples for rentals, but it can significantly go up higher because linens, for example, like a napkin can be $250 or a napkin can be $550. Our next category is transportation. And again, this is broken up into three different categories. So couples transportation, the wedding party and family transportation, and then your guests like shuttles or valet services. So for your couple, that's if you guys want like a special getaway car or whatever. Then for the wedding party and family, it's to get them to and from the ceremony to the reception site or from the hotel to your venue, etc. And then same thing for your guests, shuttles or valet services. So for our wedding party and our family, I have basically $1,800, just starting number. And then for our guests, we have shuttle service for $3,500. Now, again, this is definitely going to depend on how many hours you need them. So if you need them for longer or if you want them to go until 2 a.m., then it's going to cost more. It also depends on where you're living, but this is just something to think about. Okay. The next category is other, which is like your wedding insurance, anything else that you might have forgotten for your wedding budget. Finally, we have accommodations, which is your hotel, your getting ready suite, your wedding suite on the night of, your parents' lodgings, et cetera, and then any miscellaneous lodging costs like delivering room service to your family, whatever. Finally, our last category is tips. So definitely don't forget to tip your vendors. I know this is like a touchy subject, so I'm not going to get into it, but I just want to put a plug in there for all of your vendors who work so incredibly hard for you all on your wedding day. They walk so many miles, so many hours. They're sweating. They're gross. They're disgusting, but we do it all for you guys. Obviously, if you're not happy with your vendors, don't tip them. I think tipping is reserved for people who exceed your expectations, but also know that people have done such a, hopefully, my vendors at least, work so hard to make sure that your day is as flawless as possible. So think about that. If you are not comfortable with a temp, no one is pressuring you to do it. I highly recommend writing a nice thank you note and leaving a really awesome review. And if you love them, tell people, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, write about them on Facebook, write them, not Facebook, you know what I mean whatever, social media. I'm so old. 
leave them a Google review. Please just tell them how much you appreciate their hard work because it really goes a long way, especially when we're like having really crappy days and we're like, oh, this sucks. And then we get a really nice thank you note and it just makes such a difference to feel appreciated. But that's just, that's just me. I love feeling appreciated. Okay. So with all of these numbers that I just put together, for 150 guests, our budget is at $86,300. Obviously, a lot of this is TBC. It depends on your priorities. It depends on where you live. So that just gives you an idea of where we are in this estimated budget. Hopefully, this budget step-by-step tutorial is helpful for you. I tried to make it down, quick and dirty, but also specifics to give you ideas about what to think about. I did try to slow down, but definitely make sure that you are sitting down at like your desk, taking notes, looking at our show notes, hitting pause, hitting replay as you're putting together your budget while you're listening to this podcast episode, because I think will definitely be helpful. And it's going to help you put it together as you slow down and kind of like go step by step. Obviously, I'm not – well, I guess I could have like sat down and paused, but I feel like people would have gotten annoyed with that too. So anyways, just hit pause on your podcast player. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was helpful for you. I am going to now segue to our review of the day because I love all of you guys, especially when you leave me a review because it makes such a big difference and it makes me so excited when I see that little number increase in my Apple Podcast player. So if you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, please don't forget to leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate it so much. So this review is does not have a name, but the title is Finally Engaged! Exclamation point, And they give it five stars. So thank you, someone who just got engaged. I'm so excited for you. You're probably listening to this episode right now and you're getting excited. Anyways, this person writes, thank you with three exclamation points. I am so glad I found your podcast. I am recently engaged after eight years of dating. We set a date for next fall. Both of our families live across the country, so we have less support. I have listened to so many of your episodes and feel less anxious and more informed in this process. I have had vendors tell me, wow, you are asking all the right questions, and that is all thanks to your podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I love that. I am just so happy that people are telling you that you're asking the right questions. That makes me so happy. Anyways. Uh, They go on to say, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experiences. I love hearing your advice. Yay. That is so awesome. I am so glad that everything that we're doing on the show is helping you plan your wedding. I am so thrilled. So anyways, that brings us to the close of this episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to today's episode of Ask the Planner podcast. Thank you so much, guys. I love talking to you all every single week. I hope that you follow us on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast. If you have any follow-up questions, make sure you send me a DM. Join us live on Instagram on Wednesday nights or send me a voicemail on our anonymous wedding planning hotline, which is 585 210-3467. Again, that's 585-210-3467. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 